Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Anna, the girlfriend doctor, and I'm so excited about today's show. This is the season of breast health awareness, and it's a really important topic for me, and I know it's an important topic for you and those you love as well. I had a great question from a viewer, and let's bring that in right now. Hi, Dr. Anna. My name is Karen, and I'm 56 years old, and it's been just over a year since I've had my last mammogram. I'm a little concerned about having it done with the pandemic going on. Is it safe for me to go into my doctor and have this done in, a, in an imaging center? Or should I wait until a little bit and see if things settle down? That's a great question. I know many people are concerned about regular mammogram screenings, risk factors associated with mammography, as well as what can we be doing when we're quarantined or we're afraid to go into the clinic. Actually, results, statistics have shown that mammograms are way, way down. And I think it's important now to take a step back and say, okay, well, what is the best screening for you? What's the best screening interval for you? And what are all the options you have as far as breast screening? I always recommend the breast self-examination. And then there are some other options besides digital mammography. We have breast ultrasound, MRI, and thermography. So these are great options to talk about. Let's do a deep dive with an expert now. Dr. Anna Becca here, the girlfriend doctor, showing off my outfit for today, which is mammogram day. So wearing a cape for my mammogram. It's been a couple years since my last mammogram and or thermogram. So catching up on those things, routinely doing breast exams, self-breast exams is really important because often as you do your breast exam, your fingers regain this memory. So when something is off, you will notice it. I can't emphasize the importance of breast self exam. So or self breast exam, and then getting thermography and following up on a comfortable schedule for mammography. A lot of information regarding risks and benefits of mammography, but early detection is key. So working that into a priority schedule is important. I know now with COVID, 95% of mammogram visits have been down in the last several months, of course, but self-care is really important. So I encourage you to keep eating healthy, cruciferous vegetables, keto green, get your vitamin D. All of these things decrease our risk of breast abnormalities and supplement. Supplement if needed with vitamin D. (laughs) Supplement with vitamin D, omega-3s, and um, eating foods rich in iodine can also help breast tissue. So Dr. Anna Becca, your girlfriend doctor, let me know your questions and I'll let you know how this goes. 
Welcome back to our On the Couch expert interview. Today, I'm bringing you a dear friend of mine, an amazing colleague, amazing woman, Dr. Veronique de Saulnier. Hi, Veronique. How are you? Hi, Anna. So good to see you. Oh, it's great to see you. I want you to share a little bit about your story with our audience. And we're here talking about breast health. And you are known as the Breast Cancer Conqueror. From your own journey, you have had over 40 years of medical experience in chiropractic medicine, natural medicine, and had your own diagnosis, self-discovered breast cancer, and went on to cure it with a natu naturally natural medicine. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. Yes, well, thank you for, for having me and sharing this message of hope. So basically I'd been in practice for 23 years. I was in the shower and I was typically would do a breast health exam in the shower, which is by the way, not the right way to do it, but we can talk about that in a minute. And bam, you know, felt that first lump that changed the course of my life professionally and personally. You know, at that time I was in practice, I was the wellness warrior, I was really educating people on how to create vibrant health. And it was such a shock for me because, you know, how could somebody like me develop breast cancer? So I had to go back to the basics and recognize that there were pieces of the puzzle that I was missing. And so I created a system called the Seven Essential System that helps guide people and it helped to guide me through my healing journey so I wasn't all over the map and I was really staying committed to the process of healing in every aspect that it takes to create vibrant health. I, I love that and I love that you self-discovered it. Were you doing routine screenings? Were you doing any mammogram or thermography at that time as well? Yes, I, uh, I never, I've never had a mammogram, uh, but I was doing thermography, which it definitely showed lots of, uh, you know, vascularity and inflammation in that left breast. Um, and I would regularly do exams because my mom had breast cancer. And so I just wanted to, you know, be vigilant and stay on top of it. So besides your mom's history of breast cancer, what other risk factors do you think were there under the surface? Well, there were definitely uh, some emotional and stress factors, and we know that uh, stress can be a huge uh, trigger for creating cancer because when we are in our stress mode, then that can keep us our nerve system very um, excited. That produces lots of stress hormones that suppresses our immune system, and it even shows that it can trigger um, specific genes that can open up pathways for, for cancer. So stress was a big factor. Uh, I had some hormone imbalances. I had some dental issues. Um, there was some nutritional issues that I had to you know revisit and address. So lots of things that I put together through um, the process as I was going through my first healing journey. And you mentioned dental issues. Now that's not something people are going to um, immediately think and match up with a risk factor for breast cancer. So dive into that a lot, a little bit, because that's so important. So essential number five is embrace biological dentistry. Now a biological dentist will understand that our teeth are living organisms and that they are connected to each and every of our organs energetically through the acupuncture meridian system. So if there's a hunk of metal, such as a filling, which is by the way, 50% mercury, and mercury is known as a metalloestrogen, it mimics and stimulates estrogen in the body. 
So from a chemical point of view, that can certainly impact your health. But from an energetic point of view, uh, if there's a filling, a root canal, or a cavitation or infection in the bone that's sitting on that meridian that affects the breast tissue, it can certainly have an impact. And I can tell you that in 40 years of practice, I have seen that repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The energy meridians, right? Affecting the energy meridians and why does a blockage occur in one area or another? And I would say like a metastatic cancer are like a bad neighbor. <laughs> the cells aren't communicating and then, you know, conflict erupts and hen hence you get this metastasis. You're not able to turn one other cell off. That normal process we call apoptosis. And so I think that's really, that's these factors that interfere with healthy cell uh, growth and death is, you know, can be interfered with by all these toxins that that we know of and the metallotoxin or metalloestrogen of mercury, mercury fillings. I was really glad to see the American Dental Association just recently this year issued a statement that mercury fillings or these amalgam fillings uh, may be toxic in certain people. And I was like, it's toxic in all of us. <laughs> right. That's a step in the right direction, don't you think, Veronique? Absolutely. At least they're creeping slowly and they're <laughs> recognizing that there's an impact. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's powerful. That's really good. Now, I want to go into breast self-exam because, you know, the uh, American Cancer Society or the um, and the American College of Radiology said clinical breast exams are no longer recommended. And I tell you, I have found lumps in my clinical breast exam, that intuitive examination of a breast as a physician, as a patient's gynecologist and saying, hmm, I don't remember this last year, or this feels warm. This feels out not normal like your other tissue. Let's work this up with ultrasound, mammography, thermography, et cetera. And to hear that, I was kind of shocked. So, and I am with you. I've had so many patients that came in and said, I'm feeling something, or my husband felt something on my breast? Well, interestingly, years ago, the American Cancer Society also said that the first sign of breast cancer is a lump. So if that's one of the first signs for women, and typically more women will find that lump themselves than they will through a clinical exam or through mammography. And that's been shown in a 23-year study with hundreds of women. So we know that touch with all the nerve endings on the pads of our fingers can really have a huge impact in being able to find a lump. Now, the biggest complaint that women have is, I've never been trained. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm scared. My lump, my breasts are lumpy anyway. So what if I find something? Well, it's time to get over it, ladies. It's time to really empower yourself and take charge of your health because the machine is not going to be as accurate as your own intuition in the pads of your fingers. So this is where you now have a tool called My Breast Friend. My Breast Friend was created by the Mamacare Foundation. Now this is the model that doctors have trained on for over 30 years to teach them how to find lumps in women's breasts. And what you're seeing here in the model are live, uh, well, not they're not live anymore, but they were tumors that were removed from women's breasts. And so now this model is available to you in the form of My Breast Friend. So it's a training system that teaches you what to feel for, because how do you know what a 
unhealthy lump feels like unless you've actually felt one in a model. It's going to teach you where to feel because most women are just going to move around in their breast tissue, but you really have to get into the collarbone, the armpit, side of the breast, underneath the breast, up the sternum or the, the chest bone, and deep into the breast tissue, all the way down to the chest wall. And then thirdly, it's gonna teach you how to feel. You don't use the tips of your fingers and poke around, but you use the pads of your fingers in very small circular motions, and then you have to go light, medium, and deep. So there's a whole training system that comes with it. It comes with a little booklet, uh, a 20 minute instructional video that can empower you so that you can feel your breasts as often as you want. Because even if you get yearly screenings, there's still 364 days of the year where your breast tissue can change. And I can tell you, Dr. Anna, that I've seen over and over again, I'm sure you've seen that, women come back with a clear mammogram or even a clear thermogram and three months later, they discover a, a lump. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it's so important to, to address this underlying issue. So let's walk our audience through doing a self-breast exam. Do you want to lead that? Sure. So first of all, you don't do it standing up. You have to be laying down in a specific position with, you know, just a small pillow underneath your, your head. And you'll start with your, your hand here or up here. And you can start off in your back and you're going to use the pads of your fingers and you're going to do small circular motions, light, medium, and deep. And then you follow the grid method. It's like following, uh, you know, different lines. You're going to go down a certain way and then move over half an inch, come back up, light, medium, and deep. And you keep doing that until you've covered the whole area. Now there's a point in the exam where you want to lay on your side. You, you prop yourself up with a pillow underneath because if you are heavy chested, it's gonna be hard to feel all the way down to that chest wall. So this moves the breast tissue over so that you can get underneath the nipple and feel underneath closer to the chest wall. So once you're proficient at it, it's gonna take you anywhere from five to 10 minutes uh, for each breast. But I tell you, it's a, it's a practice that can really change your life. And women ask me all the time, when do I do it? What's the best time? Well, if you're still having a cycle and you still have your period, the best time is to do it is after your period. That's when your hormones are at their lowest. So there'll be less inflammatory processes going on there, hormonal changes. And then if you're uh, menopausal, just mark your calendar, you know, the first week of the month or the first Sunday of the month, whatever, just so that you are consistently doing them. Yeah, no, that's great. A great advice. And I would also add, especially if with implants, to also lean forward and do the breast exam as well, you know, around the nipple, under the nipple, and then moving the implant as well. That can help, um, especially if you have implants. But different, different ways, laying down on your side, leaning forward, get to know your own breasts. That is really important. Dr. Veronique, thanks for sharing that with us today and that you've created this work to create this My Best Friend uh, my breast friend, <laughs> which I love that because that is exactly how we learned. We learned on models and just over and over and over again and checking. 
and not to mention doing my own self-breast exam for sure. Now, your story is really dramatic because you went to heal your breast cancer naturally, and you have that seven essential systems that you walk people through, and I see your book there, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally. It is one of my favorite books to recommend and refer. And this is, you know, so true. If you have a family history of breast cancer, if you're concerned, you want to know more, read this book. You don't have to have to have breast cancer to gain so much knowledge from Dr. V's book. And it's really important. I would say if you now with the quarantine and what we're dealing with, um, uh, maybe not as accessible to get your routine screening what are some like three just key pivotal things that we can do on a daily basis to increase our breast health? So number one, and this might sound a little uh, strange for people, it's to reduce your stress in your life and to really be aware of how your body is feeling. Because Stress alone, as we mentioned earlier, can trigger inflammatory responses and suppress your immune system. And so many studies have shown that our mind, our thoughts, our stress level is going to turn on the unhealthy genes and turn off the good genes. So that's really key. That's essential number four, healing the emotional wounds and really creating that, um, that uh, relaxation response every single day. Yeah. Secondly, you want to look at what you're putting into your body and on your body, right? You want to make sure that what you're eating is clean, organic, and that you're getting plenty of uh, phytonutrients and that you're minimizing toxic foods. And you know what they are. We get sugars. keto green, right? We got to get keto green. That's right. Keto green right there. That's a great, great way to, to keep your body nice and alkaline. And then look at what you're putting on your body because everything you put on your skin is going to be absorbed directly in the body. And, and there's chemicals in so many skincare products that can really stimulate and mimic estrogen as well. So phthalates and plastics and um, dry cleaning fluid, pesticides, herbicides, all those things are known as chemical estrogens or xenoestrogens. And then thirdly, Move your body every single day and try to get out into the sunshine. You know, sunshine is so key. Even if you live in the cold north, if you can get sunshine, you know, on your face and your eyeballs, that's going to have a dramatic impact. Um, check your vitamin D levels. If you can keep your vitamin D levels optimal, that's going to reduce your breast cancer risk by up to 83%. Yes. Yeah. And I would say that is one of the key markers. Checking a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level is a marker I want everyone to know, like, you know, your weight on the scale, you know, your dress size, etc. That's a really important marker. And, um, you know, Dr. V, thank you so much for, bringing here, for being here today and bringing your amazing knowledge and information and sharing your story with us and with the world. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anna. It's been a pleasure. And thank you again for sharing my message of hope with your audience. Love you. Thank you. Wow, what a fantastic show. It was really great to dive deep and to hear someone's success story, especially when you think, okay, I'm doing everything right. How could I get a diagnosis like this? And so this is where we always have to dig in deeper, 
focus on the true foundations of our health and start addressing these different areas that can affect us, whether it's our mental, physical atmosphere, our relationships, stress. I learned from my travels around the world from different cultures that the breast hold the energy of relationships. So when something's hold, we're holding on to maybe regrets, remorse, grief, guilt, things like these types of toxic energies can affect our body in un, unimaginable ways. And that's part of the mystery. But it's interesting to see that traditional wisdom play out. And we want to heal from, from that as well. So as we work to have healthy breasts this season, and for us and for our loved ones, we want to address these key areas, removing the toxins, de-stressing, right? Empower oxytocin, drink your Mighty Maca Greens. I'm drinking that here right now. My clients who have had breast cancer love Mighty Maca. Helps with hot flashes, gives energy, detoxing and alkalinizing, all these key things that are really important. Plus it tastes really great. So we're going to dig more into breast health in our next episode. I'm excited to share that with you. Let me tell you, there is nothing I love more than to talk to you about things that I know matter to all women everywhere. And I'm here to help you flourish, to shine, to embrace, embrace your life and those you love, and to awaken in ways that you never even thought were possible. So I'm excited to do that now and whatever stage of life you're in. So go to dranna.com and click on the podcast tab and you will get some show notes and key takeaways from today's episode so that you can share. And there's a place there where you can write in and ask me anything. Remember, there is no such thing as TMI. I'm Dr. Anna, your girlfriend doctor. I love you. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.